Are you tired of the same old business advice? Welcome to the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's redefining entrepreneurial success one unscripted and candid conversation at a time. Get ready to soak up unfiltered stories of triumph, failure, and everything in between from trailblazers who are rewriting the rules of the game and building thriving businesses on their own terms. So if you're ready to level up your impact, income, and joy, all while staying true to your unique vision, you're in the right place. This is the Liberated CEO Experience. Welcome back, intrepid entrepreneurs and freedom seekers. You've landed on another boundary-pushing episode of the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's all about helping you shatter limits and build a business that truly fuels your spirit. I'm your host, Ty Goodwin, and today we're venturing into uncharted territory, creating more freedom with psychedelics. I am honored to have feminine conscious business coach, April Franks, the founder of Women Recharged and Epic Woman. April is known for her innovative and daring approaches to coaching, constantly pushing boundaries to help entrepreneurs create freedom in all aspects of their lives. As a master community builder, content creator, and launch strategist to women entrepreneurs, she helps women operate within their divine feminine power. Her superpower is transforming the business and personal lives of the women connected to her. Her ability to galvanize online communities through attraction content marketing is inspiring and duplicable through her coaching model, The Best of Both Worlds. Also a five-time author and a two-time film producer, April creates powerful content across various platforms and believes sharing content is the best way for women's stories and expertise to be told. In this episode, we'll dive into the often misunderstood world of psychedelics, discussing their potential role in fostering creativity, breaking down mental barriers, and unlocking new realms of possibility. April will share insights from her experience and her understanding of this plant-based tool, providing an empowering and enlightening perspective. So if you're ready to stretch your mind, challenge your preconceptions, and explore new pathways to freedom, then you're in the right place. Buckle up, open your mind, and let's embark on this unique journey of creating more freedom of psychedelics with the fearless April Franks right here on the Liberated CEO Experience. So you all know that I am always excited because I just find the most amazing people to have amazing conversations with. And today is none other is the same thing. You heard the bio. So I know you all are like chomping. If you've seen the topic and the title, I know you're even more curious, like what the what? (laughs) Now, one of the things we say in our copy sometimes is this is the conversation you didn't know you needed to hear. This is a conversation that I didn't know I needed to have until I was talking to April and we asked that question. So what is it that you want to talk about that you don't always get to talk about? And this is a topic that came up. This would have never crossed my radar. So I'm excited to dive in. This is an unfiltered conversation. I'm just ready to dive in. So listen, lady, (laughs) epic. (laughs) all the titles that you've got, all Um, the things. Yeah. Let's talk about this psychedelics. Now, let me let you know, full transparency. I'm a 1972 baby. So when I hear psychedelics, I'm thinking about all the stuff I heard about LSD and <laughs> all that kind of stuff and the woo people and, but. And you should be. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> we were not wrong, but you know, it also brings up a lot of us, like a lot of us sisters do having that church background. Oh, we don't do that. 
we don't step into that world. Let's use this, break it down for us. Like exactly when you say psychedelics, what exactly are you talking about it? And yeah, let's start from there. What yeah. are you talking about? I'm referring to mushrooms and psilocybin. I'm referring to people experiencing life beyond this realm that you can see with your eyes. I'm referring to your higher self visiting you or higher entities visiting you to help you gain clarity, get answers, explore deeper levels of your mind to open Mm -hmm. up neural pathways to expansion. That's what I'm talking about. Now I understand why they would call that tripping, but it sounds like, and I don't say that in a bad way, that sounds like an amazing journey. A hundred percent. And it truly is. It truly is. And my exploration, and I was, I love what you said in the beginning, my thoughts in the beginning, when I first heard that people were doing mushrooms or shrooms, I was like, I would never do that. I was in such judgment, Mm -hmm. just like most people. I was like, I don't do drugs. I smoke weed and I have smoked weed since I was 20. I'm 47. So I'm a lover of that plant. And I just was not educated, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I began to go on my own feminine journey, my own journey of exploration outside of what we see here, that I ran into someone who had introduced shrooms to me. And I was like, never. Are you kidding? (laughs) That's for you. And now I just don't think I can live without it. And I think that everyone should be, at least if you're medically capable and you want some exploration, I think people should try it. We're going to talk about that. I want to go back a little bit, though, because I want to know what prompted you on this journey, because I think a lot of us, especially as Black women, and and I think it's a wonderful time for us to be alive and be present because we couldn't ask these questions and do these things even 10 years ago. But I'm curious, what prompted you on the journey? I was successfully unhappy. So I had all the things and seven-figure business, we can live where I want, I can jet set, I can do all these things. And I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't happy. So I had great experiences and there was lots of them. And I'm so grateful for those. And also in 2019, it really was a pivotal point for me. And that's when I really started like pulling back the layers, being honest about the marriage I was in. I was having an affair. I had an affair the last two years of my marriage. And I was just in this explorative space where I'm like, who am I? What do I want? What am I doing here? Neither of those relationships were fueling me. And I was expecting them to do something that only I could do. I was expecting those men in my life to give me my womanhood to, I was expecting them to allow me to be feminine. And I was out of alignment with that because they didn't really have the power. No man has the power to do that. And that's an inside job. And so then I began seeking modalities, whether they were very immersive and intensive spiritual retreats that didn't include psilocybin or any sort of plant medicine. And then I went on a sabbatical in 2020 and I went to Jamaica for almost a month. I basically refused to come back. This was in the height of the pandemic. And I just started seeking and being real honest with myself and what my shit was. Like I was destroying the relationship with my oldest daughter, who's 28 now. And the man that was in my life at the time, it was such turmoil and I'm still successful, still online, still doing the things. I'm a transparent person. I really enjoy being authentic. Mm -hmm. And so I told my audience, listen, I'm over this shit and this is what I'm doing. 
this is the journey I'm on. I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is that I'm going to find me in this journey. And I mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I love that. And I love the transparency. That's one of the things that I always say. I think we're at a place where we're looking for people who are practicing not perfect. You know, we grew up with a lot of people who were pretending to be perfect and they mm-hmm. were not. And it's caused a lot of damage. And so we're looking for people who are practicing and who are actively on the journey. Now, I'm curious, did you come from like a specific religious background, Christian, Catholic or anything like that? Yes, I was raised Baptist. And it's interesting. It wasn't a religious household, Mm -hmm. although we went to church every Sunday. But my dad was at home drinking, drunk by the time we got there. And... I'm not a Christian. I practice spiritual practices that I'm very in tuned and I have lots of spiritual gifts myself. And my view of God and spirituality is different. And I respect people in their need to be in a chosen religion. And that's fine. And I can speak to those people. So no, I wasn't, we weren't overly religious, but definitely it was prevalent, but it was such a clusterfuck. Of, you know, we got Jesus over here and we need to do this over here. But meanwhile, my mother's in an abusive relationship with my dad and my mm-hmm. father's an alcoholic. And we come from a line of alcoholism in our family that's plaguing our family. Mm-hmm. So it was just such an interesting dynamic to be playing and mm-hmm. seeing both of these sides. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I can definitely relate to that. We had alcoholism in our family too. And my mom was, no, we were very religious. You know, I've been churched all my life. My grandmother was a great evangelist and a Helgen at the same time, you Mm -hmm. know, in church every Sunday. And Mm -hmm. my dad was at home drunk where he was showing up at the church drunk. So I can definitely relate to that. And so I'm asked that question because I think for a lot of women, Black women at our age, at some point we start to realize that the stuff we grew up with ain't working. A lot of people I think are at that crossroad by go, and for us, the church, I don't want to go to hell, but this ain't working. What do I do? You're in hell now, sis. Listening. What gets worse than not being happy? What gets worse than putting up with shit you don't want to put up with? What gets worse than doing stuff every day you don't want to be doing? What gets worse than sleeping with somebody you don't even like? So what gets worse than not even liking yourself? Period. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that. And I'm hoping and praying that people are listening to that and really starting to question. We were brought up where we don't question, right? This is wrong and this is right. And that's it. And I think at some point when everything in your life is the best that you could make it, but you're still not fulfilled, you have to start questioning internally. You have to start questioning that spiritual alignment. So let's talk about your first time experiencing streams. Like what made you finally do it after you were like, no. And then what was that first time like? What finally made me do it was I went to visit a friend out of town and she was there with her boyfriend and another family member. And she was like, do you want to do it? Do you want to do shrooms together tonight? And I was like, no. And then later on, I was like, sure. (laughs) And I didn't know what I was doing. I was super ignorant. I was not as educated as I am now. And I didn't know anything about the different types of shrooms, the different strains, the different ways that they teach you. I didn't understand the dosages, which is very important. And I didn't understand the level of safety Mm -hmm. that one needs when you're doing this. But she said, you know, let's do what we did. And we were, we all did it together. And it was a chocolate that we did. And I just remember feeling very wobbly and I melted into this chair, this white chair. You can just imagine, just slide down 
-hmm. feels like it's holding you. And there was music playing. And I remember just laughing and crying and being angry and being able to express all the emotions that at that time I was dealing with. And I very much view psychedelics and when you're experiencing them like a, like you're their chambers. And so that first chamber really was dealing with all the heartbreak that I had in those relationships. It wasn't about my purpose. It wasn't about what I thought it should have been. It was about the healing and the trauma that I had experienced as a woman in relationships with some of the men in my life. And it opened the pathway to some of the answers. And it wasn't a lot of shrooms that I had. And even with that, there's different depths. So it's you taking a baby aspirin versus you taking Percocet, right? Those things do different things for pain. And so I had at that time taken a couple of baby aspirin and I enjoyed what came to me. And it was so helpful that once I came out of that trip, which lasted about six hours, I was like, okay, let me do more exploration. And so I started microdosing and I really enjoyed that with the modality that I had at that time. And then I decided to go on a full, what they call a heroic dose mm. trip, which is five grams or more. Wow. And it was, it's been, I just love it. Yeah. So let me make a disclaimer here. We are not doctors. So we are not giving out dosages. We're not telling you to do everything. Please check with your preferred medical person. <laughs> your medical person doesn't know anything about this. This is not advice. Do your own due diligence. Absolutely. Um, your doctor's probably on shrooms. And so is your therapist. So there's that. Do your research, listen yeah. to podcasts, connect with people you trust. Don't take plants that you don't know where they came from. Ask questions, be aware. And so, yeah, so it was very enlightening. And that's what I came away from that very first experience. And that was, I think, in 2020, at the end of 2020. Okay. And I was like, okay. And so then I decided in 2023 to go on a, a, and I had done some other smaller journeys in between then, but then I decided to do a, a higher dose journey and the grams are important. This isn't medical advice, but the people need to understand. Mm -hmm. So you can't just go out and be taking shrooms and you don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. And the dosages is very important because you taking a half a gram is you can still function, but there will be a point where you cannot function. And you don't need to be out with friends recreationally doing shrooms. And you don't know what your threshold for that is. I decided to, I have to back up a little bit, actually. Okay. How I got so educated around it was because I was actually on a, me and one of my friends, Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, we were flying back from the Caymans um, from vacation. And she got a text from Cole Witty. And Cole is the CEO and founder of the Condor Approach, which is they train therapists, physicians, coaches to be psychedelic informed so that they can infuse that into their work. And they certify those practitioners. And at that time, they had text Brooke and asked her, could she speak to them on the business side of their business? And Brooke looked at me on the plane and we, we happened to be flying private that day. And she was like, I think you'd be great for this. And I was like, what is it? And I was like, oh my God, I would love to. And so I went and I was able to meet all of these amazing doctors and coaches and healers and spiritual woo-woo people and therapists and coaches that wanted to learn more about psychedelics and how they can help their clients, how they can help their clients break through, how they can help their clients with trauma, how they can help their clients 
feel better about themselves after years of therapy, decades of therapy. Mm -hmm. And I was able to teach them. And I am such a lover of that community. And I, that's how I met all of those people. And so from that group, I hired a shaman. Okay. And that shaman facilitates these psychedelic retreats that I do. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. I just, you know, I was so angry about how information is withheld from us. It took me, I think up to four or five years ago, when I just realized there was an entire thing called African shamanism, because Mm -hmm. up until then, I just thought it was always Native American. And I was started doing some research because that's a path that, you know, I'm embarking on. And it's like, oh no, there's a whole layer to this specifically based in the African culture. And I was just like blown away by that. So I'm curious for a lot of the women that you work with, and you're a trailblazer, I love us as trailblazers. We're always ahead and we're opening windows and portals for people. So I'm curious for you, like, where do you, when you take a look at what's happening with the women in your space now, spiritually, what that's looking, what do you see happening over the next five to 10 years? Definitely a great exodus of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I see women doing things and making decisions that they wanted to make 12 years ago. I see women choosing themselves. I see the American dream being dismantled and people creating their own version of what a dream life looks and feels like, whether that is packing up a Winnebago and driving cross country, whether that is quitting a corporate job and moving to Mexico whether that is blowing up your life and moving to Thailand. And I'm speaking about women that are clients of mine that have done this over the past year. Over the past year, this has been happening in my community. I'm talking about women that have fallen in love for the first time, talking about seeing women adopt and have children and have families that they've been wanting to have. And these are things that are happening within my community. And honestly, I'm a business coach and also I'm a woman first And I am more fulfilled by those decisions than I am just by women making more money. Yeah. Happiness is important. Joy is important. Fulfillment is necessary. We talk a lot about survival and scarcity mindset. And one of the things I've become aware of is that our desire sometimes to have money and to have wealth is actually still us a lot of times being stuck in survival mode. We haven't even gotten to that place of abundance or prosperity yet. That's still survival mode because there are so many levels beyond just being able to make an income, just being able to pay for your car and have your house. That's not wealth and abundance and prosperity. That's you're surviving. You're basically living. That is surviving. And here's the thing. And this is what I had to learn about myself. A lot of our accomplishments were built on trauma. It's not to say you didn't benefit from them. I'm not shitting on you making money. You know what I'm saying? From what root, from what foundation are we doing these things? Mm -hmm. This need to overcompensate and to outprove who and why at the expense of this celebration of this unspoken martyrism. And I'm just not with it. Yeah. And I I was. (laughs) well we're brought up that way we're brought up when we talk about oh you've got to have a purpose and a lot of times for women our purpose is interestingly enough connected to serving somebody else our purpose is we're called to do this we're called to help we're called to serve I think it was about three years ago a friend of mine invited me to an event out in San Diego which is one of my favorite places every time I touch ground there I just feel so grounded between the sky and the water I love it and at this event it was an experiential event And one of the biggest takeaways I came away with was 
my only obligation is to become my most brilliant version of myself. And that totally freed me because you're building this business. I got to serve these people. I got to help these people. Oh, it's no, my only obligation is to become the most brilliant version of myself. And in doing that, everybody around me benefits, but we didn't grow up that way. And that's a place that I really did a lot of hard work to get to that place, but it was one of the biggest shifts for me. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious though, because at the beginning of this, I wrote down, you said you were successfully unhappy. Can you share what was your transition to? You were successfully unhappy. And once you started this process and you were microdosing, you were doing the sabbaticals, you were doing a journey, what did you transition to? Me, me. And it's interesting because I've always been authentic and transparent and unapologetic about whatever. And I've always been an outlier in this coaching space. And I enjoy that. And the reason why I was an outlier was because I don't trust these people because I know these people. And when I say these people, I mean, at large, a lot of people are frauds. And once I learn that, then Mm -hmm. I eject myself because I don't want to be in a space with any fake ass people. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how smart you are. And so for me, I am more of myself. And my community and my clients, they have watched the whole thing. Like they know, they know the whole, all the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows and throughout this experience, because it's not, I'm like, I don't know the answers. I'm on the journey too. And I'm not going to act like I know, how do I know? I know what I know. And I might be a year or two ahead in the journey than someone else or several years or what have you. But at the same time, we're all discovering. And so what I found was me and what do I really, and a different level of self-respect and sovereignty. Sovereignty. I love that word. And I wasn't doing that before. I was in a relationship that I would, if I could be ashamed, I would be. It's like, why was I doing that? But I understood why, because it really wasn't me. It was a version of me that I needed to outgrow. And that season of my life taught me so much about myself. And it taught me that I would never be in a position to be disrespected or dishonored in any way. And that is in my personal life or in business. And that I command that women level themselves up because I believe when you love yourself, like really love yourself, not this fake love, not this, I got lashes on love, but when you (laughs) truly love yourself and you respect the inside of you and you know that you're here for something, you move differently. You will be alone, not lonely. You will skip certain things. You don't have to be everywhere. Everyone doesn't deserve to be in your presence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I love that word sovereignty. And as you were talking, I I was starting to really think about a lot of women who are out there who are outliers and we'll try to force ourselves to fit in. And we'll be thinking that there's something wrong or missing with us. And we're looking at all these people who we know they appear to everybody else. They've got it together, but they're successfully unhappy. And it's nothing wrong. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being successfully unhappy. The wrong is trying to sell yourself. That's what you have to settle for, right? There's nothing wrong. That's part of experience that we go through and we have to grow through those things. So there's no wrong wherever you are and what you're feeling right now. There's nothing wrong with that. The wrongness would be you settling for it and thinking that you can't do better and not being willing to do the work to get to next of where you want to be. hundred percent. So, are you working on a book? Are you documenting any of this? That is a very good question, actually. Yes. So I'm writing a book. It's called Tired of Being a Strong Black Woman. 
and I'm so excited about it. Our goal is to have that out this year. It's 2023. It's May, the time of this recording. Uh And that book stems from the journey that I went on that sabbatical in 2020. And I met a little petite white woman named Nadine, and she really helped me. So it is a diary of our work together. Fantastic. And I'm so just bursting at the seams to share because I know that it's going to free so many women. It's going to give such understanding. It's going to give such voice in the words that women are feeling Mm -hmm. and that are going unexpressed. Yeah. I can't wait to read that. And I can't wait for you to share that message. So you'll have to come back. Definitely. We can talk about that. I'm loving this conversation and I'm knowing that people are going to be inspired and moved. And some people are going to be triggered. You know, some people are going to listen to this and have attitudes and listen, it's okay. Still got love for all of you who have attitudes about anything that you hear. But what I do want you to understand is that your journey is your journey. There's no right or wrong to this. One of my biggest pet peeves is we're so black and white with a lot of things instead of being curious. Yes. And that keeps us locked up. So my next question for you as we wrap up our conversation is what are you curious about now? Love. Yeah. I'm curious about love and falling in love again in this version of me. I'm like, and I talked to my best friend, Sunita, about this. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to be one of those women on the internet slobbering all over her man's face, recording all the loving videos that y'all can't stand, but you secretly mm-hmm. love doing all the stupid TikTok trends and traveling and just loving on each other and healing still through that love. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm really curious about my next steps as an influencer as a leader and guiding women into just such a different space for themselves. And this inclusion of the feminine in my work and this inclusion of personal development, because that's where I started. I started wanting to be a life coach. And then I ended up in business coaching because I had a business acumen. But underneath, there's always been a layer of personal development when people work with me. And so I'm really curious about that. I'm expatting, I'm moving to Mexico and Mm -hmm. also Houston. And so I'm really excited about that. And yeah, there's so many amazing things going on. I get to just be in the flow of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is waking up every day, being intentional and truthful to myself. And that's not perfect. Okay. I have my days hundred percent and I'm excited about where I'm going and what's coming to me. I was sharing with you that I do these retreats for women. And when we talk about psychedelics and watching those women become aware, become more curious, that's also exciting. I have lots of curiosity around that work. Yeah. Let's talk about the retreat a little bit. So tell us a little bit about the retreats. How can people find out more? Give us the details. Let's first talk about why would you want to do psychedelics? You would want to or explore or start to do your due diligence because you've done everything else, because you're churched out, because you've been to therapy, you've listened to the podcast on self-help, you've read the books, you've been on the retreats, you've taken the vacations, you've made some challenging decisions, and you sit on the like you. And that's why you would want to explore that. And what I would suggest is either if you're in therapy, ask your therapist about potentially including that. Most therapists are not informed, but ask them anyway. 
And it's coming, especially within the Black community, it's coming. And also, I would say if you're looking for that and you're wanting to do that, I don't recommend you do it recreationally. I recommend you find a source. So that's why I created the retreats. I created the retreats, Infinite Soul Experiences is what it's called. And the reason why I created it is because our evolution is infinite and these experiences, it lasts forever. And my clients, I took my mastermind to the Dominican Republic, maybe it was last year or the year before, and we were talking about it. And they were like, would you do a retreat for just that? And I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I did. And that's how it got started with my business clients, with these high achieving women wanting to be successful, some successful, making money, blah, blah, blah. And so I decided to do a retreat. And I did, and I just keep doing them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. People yeah. keep finding me. It's, it's not even like really public, but I feel, I don't know, like whatever you need, it's going to show up. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah. these retreats, Ty, are, first of all, let me just shout you out for being willing to have this conversation. And it's so necessary. If no one blazes a trail, there's nothing to follow. We got to be inspired. We have to step out of this box. Like being disruptive is a part of making change. Everybody, our ancestors, our history, these changes are made because somebody was willing to say the shit that other people are too afraid to say out loud and publicly. So thank you. Thank you. These retreats, I think they're just so sacred. And we go away. It's actually not just a retreat. It's actually an eight-week program. The first week is kind of initiation where you're getting your mind, your body prepared for the journey. The second week is the actual retreat where we do journey and we all stay in the same house. So I read a house and the shaman is there. I'm there the whole time and we're holding space. And there's multiple ceremonies and sessions throughout the retreat week. Then you come back to a week that we call settling or being grounded. And then we work on integration because once you go through a journey like that, then you have a vast array of emotions. And sometimes you could be confused. Sometimes you could be overwhelmed. Sometimes you could be just tired of your current existence. (laughs) It's just like, I want to blow this life up and (laughs) move to Africa. And so just that integration process and having people that understand, because it is, let me just say this, no one that has not been on a high-dose psychedelic journey can tell you anything about psychedelics. I'm just saying they can from an intellectual perspective, but being in the journey, no one understands you like those people. And so having that space and that container is very important because it all sounds very crazy when in actuality, it's all very spiritual. Yeah. And and so we spend then six weeks on integration and that is a, and I want y'all to hear that word. If you're seeking people and they're not talking about integration, don't go into ceremony with them. If they're not preparing your mind and your body and all they're doing is taking your money and giving you some shrooms or ayahuasca or whatever, and there's no integration, that's not healthy and it's damaging and it can do more harm than good. So be very careful about that. Integration is important. So that's why we include it. And so, yeah, so I do them around quarterly and just when people request, it's not, it's not a big business. I do them. We provide all the food and we make sure everyone's taken care of. And, and it's just really a sweet space. There's no business strategy talk. Like it's Mm -hmm. all everyone's bullshit that they brought that they just want to vomit out. I love it. You know, I think for a lot of people that are attracted to me, it doesn't sound crazy. It Mm -hmm. sounds at home. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It sounds like, oh yeah, that's the path. That's the step that I was looking for that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it feels like. That's my intention. My intention is to be a part of one of the ones that you have coming up. And I thank you for being willing to do the work. My brother, I always tease him about this. He used to be a Christian rapper. He is recently deconverted. And that's a whole other conversation. I'm going to have to guess. But he had a line in one of his songs called, everybody wants to be, but nobody wants to become. And I think about that all the time with people. They want to be like, they want to be Adriel, like they want to have the experiences that you have, but they don't want to do the work to become who they need to be for themselves. There's mm-hmm. no shame in that. It's not how we were brought up to be perfect, not to practice things. But I applaud folks who are listening to this and who are in this space. If you made a decision to do the work to become the best version of yourself, just know that there are people here to support your journey. There are experiences here to support your journey. And this conversation that you're listening to is the answer to something that you asked for. Mm-hmm. I love when all that stuff happens together. This is the reason right. why I started doing the Liberated CEO. Yes. Because I wanted something different. Yes. And the reason why I said yes to this podcast is because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. That's a perfect title. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it should be our life's mission to be liberated in our own way. And that looks different for everyone. And Ty, I do want to share, if we have time, I do want to share what the experience inside the psychedelics has been so that people, because that's the biggest question, what happens Mm -hmm. when you're on a trip, you know, and they call it a trip because you are on a journey. The journey lasts on average about five to seven hours and people have very different experiences. Some people cry, some people laugh, some people sing, some people stay in the bed or on the floor. Some people roam around. Some people, you always see things. You always have conversations. And some people even masturbate. Some people are very just boisterous. And everyone has their, you won't, you don't know. And no one can know because no one's in your subconscious. But whatever is there will come out. So I can give you an example. So the women that cross over, I call them stars. So any women that have gone through the infinite experience and come on and that are now past that, I call them stars. So one of the stars, she was having a hard time with her mother and her conversation and everything was just about her mom and her brother had died and she, her brother came to her and she was just talking to him and her father-in-law had died and her father-in-law came and she was just talking to him and getting all this resolve. And another woman, she stayed cocooned, like she didn't get up at all. She stayed cocooned and she said she had the answer to life and what life is. And this is a seven-figure earner. And then another woman was crowned by a tribe in Africa and they did this whole ceremony for her. And she had been struggling with being unseen her whole life. And this was like, it's a crossover for her. And to see these women today, it just brings me, it's, they feel like my children. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, look at these amazing stars that are just doing their thing. And another woman, she found out why the things in her career and all of these things weren't working. Mm-hmm. Another woman had so much turmoil in her family and her journey was spent. She literally just was in monologue with every single, and in dialogue with every single person and peeling back every single layer of that trauma. Another woman honestly was so disgusted at her whiteness and wanting to, for the world to be a better place and to be more fair. We have this joke for that specific journey that 
she was in there and it was about 12 other black women in there with her. And she was just going, she really shed a lot. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't confident before. And I just remember the week after that, she was like, y'all, I went out and I just danced. And she said, men were coming up to me and telling me, oh my God, keep doing what you're doing. You're so beautiful. And you have the confidence. And she never felt like that. Mm -hmm. And to see that another woman had lost her husband and her husband came here. She had lost her husband three months before she went on this journey. And the journey was something they were going to do together, but he died before they could. And another woman, I want to say 12 or 16 of her ancestors, people that had died, had come to her and had given her messages and tasks and things to do and say to out in this world. Mm -hmm. And so the experiences are vast and they're different for everyone. What you do, what you do in them, it could be all sorts of things. You're in your most vulnerable state. And that's why I expressed the method of safety. One woman just stripped butt naked and came out where everyone was. Another Mm -hmm. woman was totally naked in the fetal position. And we had to bathe her and dress her and put her to bed. Another woman, we had to pick her up off the floor because she slid down the wall and couldn't get herself up. So you're in your most, I think, infant vulnerable state. And so when you have these experiences, you want to trust who you're having these experiences with. Wow. That sounds amazing. That sounds incredible. And it almost brings a person to tears because for me, I always know that I'm a healer. I know the work that I get to do in that space. And it always makes me cry when I think about how many women, specifically black women have pseudo spiritual experiences that never have any transformational impact Yeah, and generation after generation. And it's time for that to change. It has to. And here's the thing, right? It's like, what a great time to be alive where we have access to information. And and some of us are blazing trails and not afraid or are afraid and still blazing it anyway. And being willing to have these conversations and people get to choose. Some people may hear this and be like, never. And that's fine because that was me. (laughs) And now Mm -hmm. I'm leading the charge. And (laughs) I totally understand, but it is a very beautiful space to be in. And I am so excited to do more. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to do some things with you. I can't wait till the book comes out. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Instagram. So Instagram is the best way. Okay. Find me on Instagram at Gabriel, and I'm sure to be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in psychedelics, all you have to do is DM me a mushroom emoji. <laughs> That's it. DM me a mushroom emoji and we can start a dialogue. And if the retreats or something, or you just need advice, or I can point you in the right direction. And I can just tell you, everyone listening, I'm not selling retreats. You choose it. I don't need to sell you this experience. Yeah. I'm so far removed from that. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer. And if you want to do it now, let's do it. And if you want to do it later, you can do it. And if you never want to do it, but if you have questions and you're curious and you want a safe space, just DM me on Instagram, a mushroom emoji, and then we'll start the conversation. Love it. Love it. Love it. Abriel, thank you so much for being a trailblazer, for being transparent and for being willing, like you said, for me being willing to have the conversation, you know, it's a two-way street. I really appreciate you being willing to have this conversation. Is there any closing words or closing thoughts you want to leave with folks could be related to this topic? Could be, what's the thing that's dropped in your spirit? Anything you want to say? Live your fucking life and stop pretending. Live your life. This is such a precious time. And I feel like I'm aging backwards. 
And I really believe it's because I'm shedding the societal norms and I just am unwilling to continue to live a way that was created for someone else. The mold, the model was not created for April Franks. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that, then I get to create my own path, my own life and make my own decisions, not based on someone else's trauma beliefs. Oh man, powerful stuff. So listen, for those of you who are listening to this, tell your friends, tell your girlfriends, brilliant girlfriends, don't let other brilliant girlfriends live unfulfilled life. Or as Afriel said, live successfully unhappy. So download this link, copy this link, share it with as many people as you can, get the word out there, blaze your own trail, just live your life, just live it. Thanks so much, April. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode. Check the show notes at tygoodwin.com for links and resources. And be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating. Until next time, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like a boss in your life and your business.